Welcome to Monsters and Mixers, the spine-chilling podcast guaranteed to quench your thirst for all things spooky and one thing drinky. Can't get enough of paranormal or true crime stories? Then this is the place for you. We are your hosts, Amy and Emma, and each episode will feature a new story and a new cocktail recipe to help calm your nerves while you listen. So grab your ingredients, pull the covers up tight, and prepare to be terrified by tales of the darkness among us. Welcome back to the Monsters and Mixers podcast. I am one of your hosts, Amy. And I am Emma. <laughs> She's the other host. Yeah, host number two. Host number two. So we are mixing it up a little bit for Halloween. We wanted to bring you some really spooky stories. So I have been scouring the internet to try and find what I thought were some really good, scary, true stories. Um, we would really like to be able to share some of your stories still. So. We'll give you all the details on how to do that later. And we're just going to kind of dive right in after we talk about our drink for today. It was unseasonably warm today. Yeah, it has been for like two days. Yeah, like I think it might have been record-breaking or right at record. So it is <laughs> October 10th. Happy birthday to my sister, Sarah. Happy anniversary to Emma's grandma and grandpa and my mother-in-law and father-in-law, Jim and Carol. <laughs> yeah. Lots of things going on today. But to try and help us get more in the mood for actually telling spooky Halloween type stories, we decided to go with a hot chocolate, a boozy hot chocolate for our beverage today. Hmm. Which is probably one of my favorite drinks ever. It is really delicious. And if you don't know how to make a boozy hot, co- um, hot chocolate, I didn't post an entire recipe on Facebook. I just said get your boozy hot chocolate ready. We went with... Just your usual Swiss Miss packet, because uh, I don't make my own hot chocolate, nor would I even know how to do that. And then put in a shot and a half of off-brand Bailey's and topped it with whipped cream, and it is so yeah, delicious. We don't have that Bailey's money. <laughs> I mean, it all tastes the same. It does all taste the same. Especially when you're putting it in something, because all you can, it's, you're all going to get the same flavor. Yeah. And Bailey's is like ungodly expensive for some reason. It is really expensive. However, if you'd like to sponsor us, Bailey's, and give us some right. free samples. Send us some bottles. We will incorporate this shit into anything. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite drinks, and I might just make this Monsters, Mixers, and Boozy Hot Chocolate. Yeah. I could drink it every day. Mm-hmm. I won't, though, because I still want to remain employed, and then I don't think my work would appreciate me showing up with a mega thermos of hot chocolate spiked with things mm-hmm. i love any bar that has irish coffee yeah, any bar that offers irish coffee sign me up it's hard to find that a lot around here because they don't keep their coffee pots going all night mm-hmm. i mean there's like that there, there's one place i'm not gonna say the name so we don't dox ourselves so <laughs> people know exactly what town we live in but any irish pub usually has some version of it yeah. all you have to do is brew coffee and put irish cream in it it's pretty easy just depends on the bartender, I guess. Or you can get frozen. You can get frozen ice. You can get everything. I do like frozen hot chocolate. I didn't think I would because it seems very odd to me to mm-hmm. freeze something that's supposed to be hot. But it tastes a lot like a milkshake and 
it's probably it. what the first person thought when they made a frappuccino. That coffee shouldn't be frozen, but here we are. Yeah. You're kind of obsessed with frappuccinos. <laughs> well, I'm not. I feel like you might be <laughs> a little bit. Okay, first of all, there's one person <laughs> at this table who has ever ordered a frappuccino from Starbucks, and it is not me. Wait, that was that caramel thing? That was <laughs> yes. So As a barista, I never order them because I know how annoying they are to make. It so, was so I good just though. stick with typical iced coffee. That was the best drink I've ever had in my life. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's like 80,000 calories and like seven gallons of caramel, so it's going to taste good. I have deep guilt, but... Oh my gosh, no. Whatever. Treat yourself. Do we need to talk about the elephant in the room right now? That is our despair from having just finished Midnight Mass. Oh, yeah. Like literally 10 minutes ago, I cried. I was under a very large blanket, and I was, like, wiping my tears with a blanket, and I didn't want anyone to look at me. If you have not watched Midnight Mass, it is on Netflix, and it is spectacular, really well per- done. I'm, I don't use this word very often. Perfect. Yeah. Like, perfect in every way. It was really, really good. It's beautiful to look at. The Acting cast is fantastic. is fantastic. I don't think there was a weak link Mm-mm. involved. Beautiful story. Scary. Like, I think it's kind of hard to translate horror into a series because horror movies that keep you on edge the entire, like, what, mm-hmm. hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes you watch it. So if you have, like, seven hours worth of storytelling, it's kind of hard to keep you, like, constantly engrossed and scared. And it wasn't, like, horrifying, but subtly. scary. Yeah. Very subtly, like, plays on, like, deep fears, especially if you grew up in organized religion. I'm sure that probably freaks some people out. I'm sure. And I really liked that all of the characters felt super well developed. Mm-hmm. I either loved them like I was supposed to or hated them like I was supposed to. I didn't feel, not, I, I felt strong emotions about almost every person I was supposed to. Yeah. Every person I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And might have cared a little bit too much about kids that were literally people that were called like kid. <laughs> right. No names <laughs> closed. I was like, oh no, don't get kid. <laughs> I think my new favorite genre of horror is like, religious weirdos going crazy. It's like my favorite thing to see. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, we have like St. Maud and the witch and just like super crazy shit happening to religious people. St. Maud was something. Watch that too. You should watch that too. I don't like that quite as much as Emma did. Oh, I thought you meant as much as Midnight Mass. Mass I love St. Maud, but like I said, it's one of my favorite genres, so. And Midnight Mass is a quick watch. It's only seven episodes, limited series. I promise they're not paying us to say this. I, I wish. Really, yeah, really we got a Netflix it. sponsorship on here. It was really good. Yeah. I wasn't bored ever. No. I really liked it. it. was like, I like shows that, miniseries are my favorite because I hate when shows go on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And some of the greatest shows I've ever watched have been like seven to 12 episodes, one and done. I love when you can just like start a story and finish it immediately you don't need like all of the extra fluff in there and yeah very good and i was excited to keep watching like i want to watch it yeah i was sad to have it end also Mm -hmm. which is how i always know that i really liked a show and it was really good is it when it's done i'm like oh man that was me with the sopranos (laughs) (laughs) felt the world's largest void in my life that's all right and we saw seeing some new work yeah if you're Last week. If you're a Sopranos fan, go watch it. It was really good. Some mixed reviews out there, but take it as it is and don't expect a Sopranos masterpiece because that's hard to replicate. Very true. All right. 
Well, on to our scary stories for today. And I found some really good ones on Reddit. Most of them are a couple of years old. And the first one is from a user, Carolyn Dobbish. So if you're listening, Carolyn, way to creep me out. <laughs> it is called The Voices on the Phone. When I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, Mike and I bought a house in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York, in the middle of nowhere. We drove down winding roads for 40 minutes just to go grocery shopping. And most of our neighbors were only around in the summer or on holidays. Emma's shaking her head. That's no. not the life for me. No, no, me either. It was a nice little house next to the creek, and in the kitchen mounted on the wall was an old-fashioned dial phone with a coiled cord. For those of you youngins listening, that used to be how we had to communicate with the outside world. Literally had no choice. <laughs> Frantically <laughs> dialing 911, and you got to wait for the circle yeah, to spin back around. dialing. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Be thankful. When we first moved in, I picked up the receiver and I heard a quiet conversation between two women about hair dye. I didn't want to eavesdrop, so I said, hello, who is this? The lady stopped talking, then one said, did you hear that? Yes, is someone there? Hi, can you hear me, I said. Then it was silent, no voices, just a faint dial tone. I quickly decided this old phone was somehow hooked up to an old-fashioned party line. After that, we used the phone very little, preferring our cordless phone hooked up in the other room. The handful of times I did use it, I could always hear whispered voices in the background, always assuring the other person that the line sometimes, quote, picked up other calls. A year and a half passed, and we mostly forgot the phone was even there. Then in September of 1999, Hurricane Floyd passed through our area leaving us without power and the road with large impassable trees blocking the way. Fortunately, we were already prepared. We had stored food and clean water in a paranoid frenzy for Y2K, and we desperately needed it all. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's hilarious. We bathed in the creek, painted in the day, and played board games by candlelight while waiting for our power to be restored. After a week, the road was clear, but still no power, and it was getting tedious for Mike and me, though one-year-old Chloe was loving it. I lamented that we couldn't call my sister as the cordless phone didn't work without electricity when we heard an unfamiliar ring. It was the wall phone in the kitchen. I raced to it and I heard the faint voice of my sister. She was just checking in on us and invited us to help her, uh, I'm sorry, invited us up to her place until our power came on. So off we went for five days and when we returned, everything was back to normal. And I was so glad we had a hardwired phone that didn't rely on electricity. A couple of years passed and the phone was mostly ignored, except by then or now three-year-old Chloe, who thought it would take, t sorry, who thought it would look better covered in sparkly stickers. The power went out at least once or twice a summer, usually just for a few hours. During one of those outages, Mike decided to try the phone in the kitchen to make his call, but it was dead. Concerned, he drove up, to, up the road to the local country store and called AT&T's service line. I believe it went something like this. Hello? Yes. My phone has stopped working. Can I have your account number? Yes, it's... I don't see anything wrong here. Well, we don't have any power right now. Well, that would be the problem. No, but we have an old-fashioned dial phone hooked up in the kitchen. It should still work. I'm sorry, but according to our records, you have no phone in the kitchen. Yes, we do. We've used it. 
No, you don't. If you do, it's not connected through us. Oh, okay. After this, Mike came home, walked in the kitchen, and pulled the phone off the wall. The only wire on it was about three inches long and attached to nothing. It was never hooked up. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that one got me. I was like, that is really creepy. That is creepy. So, what do we think? Was it... Is she talking... Hearing ghosts that we're hearing her, hearing them? I don't know. I would check her walls for lead paint. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's probably a little... Boring. Maybe a gas leak. And what about the phone call from her sister? Where that comes from? Yeah, that makes from? no sense. I mean, it does, I guess. So back think... in the day, like dial-up phones, you didn't need electricity to use them? Mm -mm. How does that work? What is the landline connected to? The It was connected to the phone lines. Like phone lines are separate than the electric phone lines. phone lines don't need electricity to run? No, they kind of have their own little source, That's I guess. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm not Alexander Graham Bell. Yeah. I no. don't get it. But no, they you could not have power. When you got cordless phones... They, as long as they were charged up, powered up, you could use them for a little while. But, oh, yeah, because there's, like, batteries mm -hmm. in them. But, yeah, so that was our first story. I found that very creepy. Did you find this on No Sleep? Actually, just on Reddit in general. Yeah, under um, True Ghost Stories. The No Sleep subreddit almost made me fail Algebra 2 in high school. Because <laughs> it's all I would do all day. <laughs> just read it for, like, two hours, pay no attention. Yeah, I like... Um, because I can't read and do paperwork at work, so that's why I like the Reddit No Sleep podcast, because it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Only I can concentrate on doing my paperwork while it's There's just so many good stories on there. There really are. All right, you got number two? Yep. All right, this one is called, I Met My Grandma's Boyfriend 11 Years Later, and the username was redacted after they published it. Yeah, it literally says on there, removed. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be tied to this. All right. On a hot May day in 2013, my parents, brother, and I went to Chicago to pick up my sister from her university upon graduation. After she graduated, we went to Giordano's Pizzeria, which of course is the hands-down best pizza in all of North America. Nope. Wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, though. We were all packed in a booth waiting for our food when we somehow began talking about our old house. By this time, we were living across town for about 10 years and never spoke about the times we had in that house. This old house was a Cape Cod-style home built in the early 1920s on the north side of Lansing, Michigan. My mom grew up in this home as her mom, my grandma, was renting it. By the 1990s, it was in the family as a landlord knew and loved my mom. My mom and dad ended up moving in the house around 1996 when I was two. By the time I was six or so, I began to see my parents' demeanor about the house change. I remember one time my dad rushing home because my grandma heard noise and whispers in the basement. That's for another time. So we are going around the table telling stories about the house, and then I begin to tell mine. I tell them about this time when I was around seven years old. My sister and I used to share the entire upstairs part of the house, just one huge bedroom with an attic, two closets, and tons of play space, because my brother was still a baby and took over a room in the lower level of the house. It was around 10 or so, and I vividly remember watching Dragon Ball Z. Suddenly I heard the door to our room open. I knew we were supposed to be asleep, so I do what every kid does. Play sleep. I could hear the stairs lightly getting stepped on, and I am giggling as I'm hoping not to get caught awake at this time by my mom. I could feel something getting closer to me, and I'm thinking, it's my mom. And suddenly, I feel my bed sink as someone has sat on it. I continue to act asleep. Then I feel someone grab my leg and rub it. It was a very gentle rub, 
This person then began to playfully smack my legs a few times, and I feel the bed spring up. I peeked over the blanket and see a, saw a tall, dark figure, maybe six foot or so, wearing a trench coat and baseball hat. He looked like my grandpa Charles, a grandpa that was still alive and very well. At this time, he just moved to Denver, and I was thinking he returned to surprise us. I watched this tall gentleman look back and smile. He was an extremely kind man. Before I could see him go too far, I felt myself fall asleep. I wake up the next day and ask my mom, where's Grandpa Charles? And what she responds, honey, you know he left a few weeks ago to Colorado. Fast forward to 2013. I tell them the story for the first time and my mom and dad look at me shook. They are speechless. They lean into the table and say, honey, that was Bill. He was your grandma's boyfriend. In 1992, he had a heart attack and died in your room while fixing the cupboard up there. He loves your aunt like his own child and always wore a trench coat and a baseball hat. I've never met Bill as I was born in 1994. He must have just wanted to see me, and from what I can tell, he was happy to be able to meet us. Sweet, but also really... What the fuck? <laughs> really scary. Sweet, I don't care how sweet you are. Get on my bed and smack my legs, we're gonna have some problems. Right? And... <laughs> Grandma's got all kinds of Also, what, men. like, a chill child to, like, wake up and be like, oh, my grandpa's in my room. Grandpa's here. Smack me on the legs. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess if it doesn't feel scary, then it's not scary. Well, and if you love your grandpa and you're not, right. I mean, and you're thinking little, that's like, they are. You don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that one was creepy. I think All I know all... is nothing good comes out of having a bedroom in the attic. No. <laughs> it's like every... Our spirits like haunted They rise to the top. Like the Every haunted floor. house movie ever. Like There's always a kid living in the attic and it just never ends well. No. Why, why are attics and basements? Is it because they're dark and... They're like always unfinished and they're just like places that you're told not to go in. Like... I know that's why they creep us out, but why are they more historically haunted, I wonder? I don't know. But I've always kind of wanted an attic bedroom. Like the ones with like the bay, super cute bay windows and like... Everything like, looks like super nice. They're always huge and yeah, you can have so much no. space. Mm-hmm. We don't even have an attic that we can go up in. No, so. there's probably squirrel carcasses up oh, there. Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely a couple dead animal bodies up there. Oh, God. That's not cool. Nope, nope, nope. All right, we have another one. This is our third and final actual story. Keeping it kind of light, light today. We should probably go to an ad break real quick, though. Okay, well, we will do that. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. Thanks to Emma for letting me know that we need to take a break. <laughs> Sometimes we forget. Yeah. And I'm a little off this week. I've had um, this really awesome looking eye infection, so I'm not quite myself. It's looking a lot better. It is. It was I, really nasty for a couple days there. I spent like three days this week feeling like sloth from Goonies. <laughs> it was pretty ugly. I was actually really thankful I got to wear a mask to work because it covered up the horrible swelling I had in my face. And you're like, no one can tell who I am, so they can't associate this with me. <laughs> and then I was like having a conversation with someone. They stopped me in the hallway to ask me a question. And really nice person, really nice guy. And he was like, are you okay? Your eye looks <laughs> really red. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes, I'm fine. I just looked like, yeah, look like somebody punched me in the face. Whatever. All right, back to our scary stories. This one is called, 
She Still Follows, and it's from Mariana Miri. Oh, that's a cool name. It is a cool name. I can say that this probably began when I was about seven years old. For as long as I can remember, there was this girl who looked about 12 years old that would always appear to me in my childhood home. My family moved into this house a little before my seventh birthday, and that is when I first recall seeing her. This girl was very thin and lanky. She had short, choppy hair as if someone had butchered it and was dirty looking. She wore what I would consider a grungy, what was once white, slip. Always barefoot. As a child, I was always an early riser. On Saturday mornings, I was usually up around 5.30 or 6 a.m. for some reason. Man, that is not okay. Yeah, never me. I had to be that annoying child that would wake my mother up to turn the TV on for me as this was an older set that didn't have a remote control. Our house had a bit of a weird layout. The previous owners of the house had made an addition, additional two rooms to the back of the house that were to be our dining room and TV room. This room had a connecting sliding door directly to my parents' room. That is kind of weird. Never heard of that. Mm -mm. I don't like that. Like clockwork every Saturday, I would make my way down the hall to my parents' room, wake my mom to turn on the TV, but always made her leave the sliding door open so she could, quote, watch me. But in reality, she always went back to sleep. I knew this, but still felt comforted that I could run through the open sliding door instead of going through the kitchen and down the long hall to her bedroom. <laughs> Sorry, my cat just flung herself down the stairs and there was a toy in her wake. Jeez. <laughs> I never told my mom, but it was because the lanky girl would follow me. She didn't constantly follow me all day long, but would randomly appear in places where it was unexpected. The first time I saw her, I had gone to the restroom early in the morning and was making my way back to the TV room when I saw her out of the corner of my eye. It's always the worst. She was sitting crouched in between the stove and the kitchen and the wall to the TV oh. room. I don't like that at all. This was maybe a two-foot wide space. She didn't say anything to me, but stared at me wide-eyed when I turned to look at her. Oh, this might be a real person. She disappeared into the thin air. Nope. Before my eyes. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> me being this small child I was, turned and ran into my parents' room and jumped into bed with them. I would do that now at my age. Mm -hmm. I didn't mutter a word to either one of them. After that, she would just pop up in the TV room early on Saturday mornings and just sit at the end of the couch, not looking at the TV, just staring straight. She never attempted to talk to me and rarely looked at me, and if she did, it was a blank stare. As years went on, she began to appear in other places. In this house, there was a full floor to ceiling mirror at the end of the hall and let me Share that I hated walking the hall by myself as she would walk behind me quite a bit. I am terrified by that picture yeah, in my head right now. I don't like that at all. Oh, okay. I already kind of avoid mirrors when I walk past them, so. But can you imagine walking and there's someone walking like behind walking you all the time? You. Yeah. No. That's a no for me. Just typing it gives me goosebumps. Girl, us too. <laughs> I never really looked up but learned to count the steps to the bedrooms. When I was 11, we finally moved out of the house and didn't see her for quite a, and I didn't see her for quite a while until I was about 20 and had quite frankly forgotten about her until one day when I was putting some stuff away and walked into my parents' room and there she was. Same position as I had first seen her on my parents' bed. She didn't look as old to me anymore as she initially did. Given that when we first met, she was about four years older than me and I was now nine years older than her. There she was in the same grungy dress and choppy hair. 
saying nothing but giving me that blank stare. I have to admit that when I opened the bedroom door and saw her there, I noped the fuck out of that one. Mm -hmm. She had been gone for so many years, and why she was back and how she found me was beyond me. I never spoke to her or asked her what she wanted. Just said nope and walked back out of that room. It's been 12 years since I've seen her last. Not sure if she has, if she is yet to find me again. I think after all the other experiences I've had, if she appears again, I will have to try to communicate, especially after so many years. If I can just add, this was the room that refers to the portal in my other, oh, she must have had another story about a portal and another experience. It was initially her and her sister's bedroom. Um, so after that, she switched rooms with her parents, which I don't blame her because if there was a portal in my bedroom, I would be out of there also. Mm. That story's really scary. Why are kid ghosts scarier to me? I don't know why. I don't think I'd... The Shining. Maybe. And I also don't think that they're actually kids. What? I feel like kid ghosts are almost always demons. Oh, no. I don't think so. I think Mineral Springs taught us the opposite of that. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like deep down I think that they're kids should automatically pass on I guess in my head and should not be like earthbound. I guess it just depends on what you describe as passing on. Oh, I don't describe it walking down a hallway behind some poor Well it's sad because she seems scared. She does seem scared and that's I guess also why I don't like it. Yeah. I mean me not liking it. She probably it. is like trying to find her because if she's also was she also was a young girl when she found her the first time mm -hmm. so probably feels safe she probably feels really confused mm -hmm. after finding her again and it being the like nine years her being passing. so much older maybe that's why she hasn't seen her again maybe she didn't remember and also wonder how spirits are able to if maybe it's somebody from her past or maybe it's somebody from a past life and she's they're like connected spirits maybe maybe connected souls makes me feel a little bit better all right, so we are moving on. <laughs> oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It scares me. What? Yeah. What are you going to say? Well, it's just, like, weird because when you're a little kid, like, the way that she was first describing it, it's not even that she was really afraid of her until, like, she, like, ran to her parents or whatever, but she would just chill on the couch with her. Like, she wasn't afraid enough to be like, no. You know? No, it's so weird she... that, like, little kids are just more... We hear so many stories of someone walking in and their kid just like playing with yeah. nothing that's there and they're not like afraid of it. I guess they're just more innocent and I don't know. I think fear's a learned thing also. Mm -hmm. I mean, loud noises, I mean, I guess until things it, like, like gives that. you a reason to be afraid yeah. of it, you're not going to be afraid of it. I feel like we're all hardwired to be afraid of like loud noises and things that startle you and that's an instinct thing. But actual fear that being afraid of the dark and being afraid of Heights. Other things are learned behaviors more so than they are in instinct. So maybe that's why kids aren't afraid of ghosts and other spirits. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. If you guys have thoughts, let us know what they are. All right. So we have another cryptid for our cryptid corner. I had not heard of this before. Maybe you have. It's called a bat squatch. So I'm assuming <laughs> that that is a combination of a bat and a sasquatch. Yeah. How big is it? It. We will get there. It is. Um, it's pretty big. So. Oh the, my gosh! I just saw. <laughs> I don't fuck with the flying ones. Nope. Unless you're Mothman. 
The, the Bat-Squatch is a flying cryptid that was allegedly seen near Mount St. Helens in the 1980s. It resembles a flying primate similar to the Ahul and the Orange Bati of Southeast Asia. I don't know what either one of those are. And like I said, its name is derived from the words bat and Sasquatch. A witness allegedly took several pictures of the creature. However, these pictures have not been analyzed, so they cannot be used as proof of the creature's existence. But there is a description. This creature was said to have yellow eyes, a dog-like muzzle, blue fur, sharp teeth, bird-like feet, and leathery bat wings that span up to 50 feet. In addition, Bat Squatch is said to be 9 feet tall and has the ability to affect car engines. That is huge and so scary. And just so random. Yeah. Such random characteristics. It's, like, yeah, it's kind you, of a hodgepodge. Where you come from? <laughs> <laughs> so there are some sightings. On April of 1994, this guy named Brian Canfield was driving in Washington's Pierce County when his truck suddenly died. Canfield said a large creature landed in front of him. He said it was human-like, about nine feet tall with bat-like wings, and also sported a coat of blue fur. Ever since then, it has not been seen, and skeptics dismiss it as a hoax. Right. No one wants to believe there's crazy things out there. A possible second sighting was reported in 2009 near Mount Shasta in California. Several hikers witnessed a huge creature with, a le with leathery wings spanning about 50 feet fly out of a crevice in the mountain. At first, an eyewitness described the creature as having a head similar to a pterodactyl. However, upon reconsideration, the witness claimed it was more akin to a flying fox bat. If there is a nine feet tall fox bat out there, I would rather it be bat squash. Yeah. <laughs> that would nine be feet so tall scary. anything. It's just horrifying. Ugh. Um, another one, on June two, in, in June of 2011, Phoenix Terriaz, this is a made-up name, was in his yard walking his dog. He went to pick up the dog when he saw something in the sky. He said the following, I saw something flying in the sky. It had bat wings, blue fur, and had a face similar to eyes glowing red. It was about nine feet tall at the least. After I watched it, just, it just flew away. Um, on April 14, 2014, at Archbishop Hoban High School in Akron, Ohio, a second-period Spanish class spotted a giant black mass zip by the window of the classroom at an incredible speed. The class claims it was about 9 feet tall with a 20- to 30-foot wingspan. So this was another Basquatch sighting. Lots of people. Did you already look at pictures? Mm -hmm. It's Apparently quite scary. Uh... A hazy IPA called Bat Squatch from Rogue Brewery. We'll have to get that for some Halloween drinking. Oh my god. Right? He is super scary. Literally just looks like a werewolf with wings. Like that doesn't look like Bigfoot to me. Or like a Sasquatch. It doesn't that doesn't it looks like a dog. That doesn't look like a um like that. What the fuck? Oh my god. That looks like a vampire. I love bats and I think they're so cute, but that's horrifying. That looks like a vampire. Here's the one with the blue fur. Ah, it's like an X-Men gone wrong. Yeah. It's I, horrifying. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It was one that I had not heard of, though, and I'm trying to bring some new cryptids into the world of my knowledge. 
Had you ever heard of Sasquatch? No? I don't think so. No. I've heard of Sasquatch, of course. But... Yeah. Well, this is his cousin who flies. And what is the correlation between t- that and turning off car engines? I guess because the guy, the first guy, it, his car died, and then he... Yeah, well, why would he do that? I don't know. That would imply... Because, like, with Mothman, like, we know that he... He comes around, like, usually at times of, like, extreme disaster. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you see him, disaster happens. But, like, unless, I don't know, maybe he has some, like, powers to shut electricity off. So. Yeah, but he didn't, like, pull the guy out of the car or anything. No. He's just, like, flexing. When <laughs> He's I, like, here I am. <laughs> when I first looked at that, I the first thing that popped into my head was Jeepers Creepers. Even though he doesn't mm. have fur, but it sounded kind of similar, like the... Yeah, no, if there's any sightings of something that looks like Jeepers Creepers ever, we're done. <laughs> we need to... I'm not leaving my house ever again. There's a car, that truck that drives around here that kind of looks like that. Mm-hmm. Be eating you. Jeepers Creepers, how did that man get <laughs> yeah. his license? He got a vanity plate. That's what I, I, that's what I always wonder. That's the one thing. I but love Just that imagine movie. him like walking up to a DMV, like filling out paperwork to get his vanity license yeah, plate. Yeah, he didn't have a minion or anybody to do his bidding. No. Unless he stole somebody's and license And he didn't, plate. like, look like a human. No. It's not like he could, like, shapeshift. Right. Yeah. That was <laughs> one of the massive plot holes. I mean, it's I mean, a it's scary just, Yeah, and it's, like, something that you'll always associate with the movie. Yeah. So that's probably... They probably thought people weren't going to think too hard about it, like us weirdos. Maybe. And I have seen that movie several and dozen great. times. One of my favorites ever. Yeah. Shout out to Justin Long. You killed it. <laughs> he always does. Yeah. I love that movie. All right, that's pretty much all I brought today, unless you want to talk about anything else. I know you're going to be doing some Gabby Peterson updates. Oh, Gabby Petito. Gabby Petito. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that was that a pretty slip. Peterson. Sorry. Uh, I mean, some weird similarities, but... Sorry. Uh, yeah, I know I said a couple episodes ago that we weren't going to rush into it, but I think now is the time to get a timeline out there. Um, we have some listeners in Florida and some out east near the Appalachians. Yeah. Which I feel like some people just, yeah, need to keep an eye out because it seems like he is, if the sightings are credible, he's becoming a little more unhinged. Yeah. Flippant with his being in public. Yeah. So we're going to do a, just a a timeline just to get all of that out there. Um, There's been a lot of developments since we last talked about it, like literally hourly. I feel like something has changed. Um, I look three or four times a day for updates in there. It's the first thing something. I do when I wake up is I go under the Brian Laundry tag on Twitter. I hate very much that now it's searching his name instead of hers. Yeah. I feel like she's getting forgotten. So I hope that they find him very soon so that we can get back the focus on not having any more Gabby Petitos. And so her family can get her body. They still haven't released nope. it to him? Because of the ongoing investigation? I'm assuming it's because the second that they release her body to a funeral home or a coroner, they're going to automatically know the cause of death. Yeah, probably. There'll be a leak somewhere. We don't want to talk too much. Bring her home. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about it because I want you to have some things to talk about. Yeah. We also might throw in another short um, horror story. Thanks because I'm... Yeah, I mean, sometime next week. Pretty in... Pretty we decorated for Halloween this Halloween yesterday. No, it looks so. so awesome here. I love it. We have lots of spooky decorations up everywhere. We always get like new decorations every year, and then we pull out like the seven <laughs> gallon trunks from our 
I have a garage and realize that we have way too many. I have a sickness. I but I like holding on to them. But it looks really cute. Yeah, it does look cute. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening to the Monsters and Mixers podcast. Please follow us on our socials on Facebook at Monsters and Mixers Pod, on Twitter at Monsters Mixers, and on Instagram at Monsters and Mixers Podcast. Like and follow us on your preferred listening platform. Leave a five-star rating if you want to, and send us those stories via email at monstersandmixers2 at gmail.com or at any of the socials mentioned. We are very easily accessible. Very much. And I'm going to, I've started linking in our... And go check our merch. Yeah. And I started linking in our (laughs) descriptions, um, putting the socials in there too. So see you next time when we dive into another terrifying tale and concoct a new delicious drink to wash down the horror. Now get out there and meet some ghosts. And make some toasts.